Hello and welcome to Better Construction with Sean McStay, the podcast where we discuss design and construction techniques, products, and details that lead to a better built environment. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Better Construction. This week, I am very happy to have with me Greg Hazler. Greg is the owner of Hazler Homes and certainly a very well-known face in the high-performance uh, construction market in Vancouver. So, Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Sean. Appreciate it. Looking forward. Of course. We've known each other for a while now, and uh, I'm definitely excited to hear your, uh, your take on a few of the questions I have for you. Before we jump into that, though, maybe introduce yourself for the listeners. So my name is Greg Hazler, Hazler Homes. I've uh, been nine, 10 years in the business, about 16 years total working for another company. Uh, basically got my start through my old boss, Russell Hollingsworth. Uh, learned how to build really quality homes, uh, taking attention to detail into consideration instead of just getting it up as fast as possible like a lot of builders try. And then uh, decided to start my own company because I wanted to explore, obviously being my own boss, uh, but also trying to work with homeowners to get these big projects and timelines um, as best as I possibly could. And with doing that, staying high performance and better quality, because that's what I did when I first started. So basically family run business. My wife, Natalie, does our accounting. Um, without her, I'd probably be a lot more stressed out 24-7. But uh, it's been a great team process. And I try to develop my core uh, principles with the guys that I hire. And I think we've been doing a pretty good job of that. And uh, yeah, trying to just do quality builds for um, good clientele. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Perfect example of a, an introduction. Everyone knows who you are now. Uh, getting back to kind of when you started into construction, was that kind of always a plan for you? Or how did you get into the construction field to start? To be honest, my goal was to be a professional baseball player. Um, I played down in the States ever out of high school, 17 in university. And I'd come home and my next door neighbor had a small construction company and they were doing that. Um, and I constantly three, four times, uh, for three or four years, sorry, in a row come home and I would do that. And I really enjoyed working with my hands. I, um, to be very honest, I thought I was going to be someone in a suit every day. I loved putting a suit on looking good. And, uh, just couldn't handle being inside 24 seven. So decided to give it a shot when my friend said, Hey, there's a great company, try to get their apprenticeship. And you know, my career kind of started from there. The, the owner gave me opportunity, which I could not even ask anyone to do. And he kept going, Hey, you're a leader. Let, let's keep going. So I got an apprenticeship with Hollingsworth homes and it was uh, probably the best decision I ever made to do. Very cool. Yeah, they're definitely also another well-known name in our industry here locally. So it's a good place to start out at. And then you'd mentioned that that kind of started your appreciation for high-performance construction. Um, why, why, with your own firm, have you kind of focused so strongly on kind of that better construction uh, side of things, whether it be you know through Passive House or Net Zero or Built Green? You've kind of done all the labels now. Uh, what's been that drive for you? Um, my thing is I really, at the end of the day, I, I wanted more of a healthy, I mean, yeah, everyone talks about energy efficient homes. I just wanted my clientele to have a better home that you don't just build and then it's outdated right when you build it. So as I, as you mentioned there, starting with Russell, it was always about building a better home for clients. Uh, not the, not the, don't use the base of a like 
for right now for us being step code three, that's the base that we're supposed to build to in the North End district. Um, so for me, if you're building there, you're not really giving your clients much to go on. It's, it's, it's the base. So I've really pushed with our company to go high performance, better quality, because it basically aligns yourself for the years to come that when you, in, in 2032, when we were supposed to be net zero, at least you're net zero ready, or you're, you, it's not going to be very difficult for you to achieve those elements in your home. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I mean, quality, you know, you, you want to build quality homes. I don't want to be known as a builder that just knocks it up as fast as possible. And then I walk away and I don't care about my clients. Um, I'm really look at that two, five, 10 and say to themselves that it, it, you know, it means something to have that behind you and let, let's honor it. Um, and, you know, work with clientele that, uh, are looking for kind of the cutting edge of homes and going, Hey, let's not just put this two by four up in the wall because it, that's the minimum we can get away with. Let's, you know, how can we make it more energy efficient? What are the implications down the road of, you know, whether you go passive or net zero, like, you know, I love the fact that both processes give you options. You don't have to follow one direct line to get there. There's, you know, 10 different methods to get to that or, or many more than that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that that's uh, kind of an important thing for people to look at is it's not just energy savings. It's the quality of the home, the comfort of the people in the home. You'd mentioned your clients. You always seem to develop a pretty great relationship with your clients. Is that kind of a big pillar for your business is kind of repeat clients or just is that just kind of a typical way that you want to be kind of known for doing business? Um, I, would, I, would, I would say both. It's, you know, I, I, I really do refer based on referrals for jobs. And so I really want to connect with my clients. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, I'm a very honest builder. I, I don't try to gouge people. I tell them it's going to be X. You have to be happy with the percentage of the markup that I'm making for us to work together. But then I'm an open book. You want to see any bill, anything. I'm not going to hide it from them. I'm going to show them exactly what they're getting. If I make an honest mistake, I'll say, you know what? Sorry, guys. I, I thought we were doing X from the drawings it looked like, and we're doing this. So how can we work together to figure that out? And I think a lot of clients appreciate that um, take on it. Um, at the end of the day, it's a business we want to make money, but I also would like to kind of look at it for the longevity of a career and go, how can we make Hazler Homes? And that's why I used my last name because I don't want to tarnish it. But how do we, as a community, as a group, you know, have better relationships with people? I, I, you hear all these horror stories about people hating their contractor after. I mean, I don't know if people hate me after, but I, you know, at the end of the day, it's a big, a lot amount of money that you're, you're giving us and to build a home through all the products and everything that you, you got to kind of create a late relationship, a team relationship is what I always tell the owners. I'm part of your team. Now we're building your house. Let, let's try to make it work as best as possible. Yeah, that makes sense to me for sure. Um, kind of building on that team idea, um, I know one of the big things when you're looking at any of the different high performance or better construction methods that are out there is it's not any it's not one particular person involved in that project that's taking care of it hitting that. It's definitely more inclusive whether you want to go all the way to something like the integrated design process or somewhere in the middle. Um, how important for you is that communication and what have you kind of done maybe differently or adapted to, to increase that? Um, I, yeah, one thing I was going to say, I hope I'm on the right thing here saying this, but like my thing is I, I have to say our community in the North End, 
um, area, and I'm going to say BC, um, I'm learning now, is so collective. You can pick up a phone call and call another company, and it's not so much of the competitiveness of the building. It's, it's hey, you know what? Where, where do we get the best product? How do we get the best product? How do we achieve the best result for the client? And that's been a huge thing, whether it's your architects, your other builders, your engineers, your suppliers. Um, it, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the smartest guy in the world, but getting the information with everybody and sitting down going, Hey, this is what, you know, one of the better products we should use. I love that kind of brainstorming. Um, you know, you surround yourself with smart people. You, you work with people like that. It, it's, you're always going to end up with a better result for your client and you're going to have more knowledge yourself. Okay. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Um, so looking at kind of that communication and then moving into a project when a, when a client is talking to you, um, how do you bring up, or maybe do they bring up, uh, you know, wanting to have kind of a a better construction, a high performance home. And once that happens, kind of how do you determine what the best fit is, whether it's net zero or passive or step code, et cetera? Um, so when I first started, I'll be honest, I struggled a lot with the net zero passive and having those type of builds. Um, I always built to a higher standard with the products we physically would frame and form with. I was always doing that way. But in the last couple of years, it's changed on me. And I feel like clients are now coming to me going, Hey, you know, what, what can you do for us when it comes to energy performance or better construction products? And that's been a real real relief because you know already that owner is thinking a little step ahead of the average person and that's a massive relief for me um and so then you go through that process and we kind of do uh um, i want to call it like um, a wish list and we go through and say hey you know i want solar panels i want better windows i want um exterior insulation i want uh icf foundations and so you kind of make a list and we go through everything and we start checking this is really important and we work with our energy consultants which we've done for quite a while now um before it was even um you you had to mandate but it's that's the process we take and then i think clients really get a kick out of knowing a bit more so um not saying again i know everything to a detail of product but i again you can use your sub trades and your product suppliers to give them the information what they're wanting and every owner i find wants something different so I tried to initially have a package and go, here you go. And it worked for a couple owners, but then some other owners wanted different information. So we've kind of tried to help like building a custom home, customize what they want out of it for information, which has worked really well. Okay. So looking at it then, I mean, there's in BC, we're, we're slowly being kind of forced to doing some of these more high performance homes, uh, but there is still a pretty wide range available to a builder. Uh, why do you think that a lot of builders are still not jumping on this, you know, kind of high performance, healthier, more comfortable home uh, bandwagon? Um, you know, it, it's interesting to say, I'm actually going through that right now. We have a build path from Burnaby and it's step one, which I didn't, I'll be very honest, didn't know. I thought it was step code three. Um, and it's been interesting. The client has just wanted to be more energy efficient. So we never looked at it. So we're, we're going higher than step three on that one but i would say most builders um it's the the knowledge they actually haven't taken the time to learn it because i feel like once you do one and as i said earlier there's a lot of different methods to get to step code three or step code four um mechanically mechanical system wise but um i think it's the the knowledge of our builders on average don't either don't want to take the time to know it or they just haven't had 
the learning yet. And I, I think for myself, when I kind of, at first was a little worried about some of the stuff, I started to learn more about it. And then I say, hey, you know what, really, if we just do our, thor- our, our forethought, think about it a bit more pl- at the planning stage, it shouldn't really cost us more. It will cost, you know, obviously there's some products that cost more, but if you can plan it out properly, it actually, to me right now, to be on a step code three and step code four, it's just a little bit different with your mechanical system is what I'm finding. I don't, I don't find it hundreds of thousands of dollars different. I find it a little just, I mean, maybe 10000 or $15,000 difference, but it all depends on, again, what that owner wants out of that product so we can kind of shape it towards them. Okay. And then when you're looking kind of at when you were going through that learning process over the last number of years now, uh, what were some of the biggest either challenges or kind of biggest aha moments for you uh, where you had like a really strong learning happen? Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think it's just, it's, you know, doing our first couple, a couple of our guys didn't have training on some stuff and I, you know, we'd do it because we thought we could, cause we're good trades guys. Um, and we would slow down and I'd look back and go, Oh, we're, 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 we're costing ourselves too much money here. And then getting them the proper training and the knowledge behind it, all of a sudden our guys just started to, 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 to be better quality tradesperson first off, but then they were a lot more efficient. At it. And then I, all of a sudden I'd look at the numbers and I'd be like, this is the same equivalent of doing another product. And you know, owners would be like, well, why would I ever go want to do this? And so I think it's just, you know, that would be the biggest hurdle is getting your, your staff all trained up so that they're on the same page as your company going forward. And then talking to your owner and just making sure that they understand the difference between products, whether it's insulation or building wrap or everything, just kind of going, Hey, these are your options. And, but not just saying it's X is a thousand dollars and B is 2000. It's going X gives you these implications and B gives you these implications and someone will go, Oh, okay. Now I understand. Yeah. Yeah. My last episode, I was talking with Peter Yost about that and he was saying that one of the biggest, um, impediments to you know this higher performance construction is uh, that houses are so complicated and a lot of the systems in them are so complicated for kind of your average homeowner they almost like don't want to know what's behind the wall or or dive too deeply into it how do you uh, do you find that yourself like simplifying things for them or do you find that you have to kind of draw the the homeowners into that to kind of get them to that knowledge level um, I would I would say it's 50-50. It really depends on your homeowner, but I would agree. I, I do think some of the more energy-efficient homes do become a bit more complicated in their mechanical systems, how they run, how they function. But I think for the end user, we try to, yes, simplify them, get them more educated on what they're doing. And then it's, again, at the very end of the project, having your trades guy go through and spend not 10 minutes with the guy, spend an hour with him and go through um, the processes um, and saying, hey, you know, if there's something wrong, we're here for you. Like, give us a call and we can go through it with you again. But I would, I would definitely agree with the comment that they are a bit and people get a little bit worried about that. But I think it's as a contractor, it's our job to first off, ask the question to the owner of what do you think about this situation or that? And then we go through and explain what they're actually getting from us. Um, instead of just going, here's a net zero home. Um, I just, my first net zero home I just finished, the owner was so engaged with it. It made it so fun. He was like, Oh, we could do this or we could do that. And it, then it's kind of like picking and choosing. And it was, 
you know, for me, it was, it was I, our first net zero was a, it was an amazing experience to go through the owner with them and, and go through those, some of those difficult questions when, you know, to be honest, we were learning some of the, the programming systems with them at the same time. And he, but he was thrilled. He was like, Oh, we, you know, I learned this one. I'd be like, Hey, I just learned this about this. And it was, you know, the, the, again, going back to the team atmosphere, it really was that at the end of the day, they were $150 difference between the two systems. And, you know, it was, it was, we tried to figure out the one that was most friendly user at the very end. And yeah. So those things are fun. I find. That's a good story for sure. Um, so I guess the next question for you is a little bit open-ended, but what uh, you, you're, you know, pretty far ahead of the curve at this point. I mean, step five is not going to be mandated here until 2032, uh, but you and your teams are able to do that at this point. Uh, what's, what's next for Hazler Homes as far as uh, challenges in construction? Um, my, my, my thing is just constantly getting better education. Um, I would like to take it to maybe the next step of uh, more of a development stage. Um, would love to get our company doing, um, you know, multiple projects at one time. Uh, you know, looking at different panelized systems. Uh, would love to be involved with that. Uh, the thing that I've always had, uh, the way I've done on business and right or wrong, um, I, I like to kind of be busting out the seams, knowing all the information, then jumping to the next thing. Um, I don't like to go too far into multiple things at one time. Um, so I, you know, I'd love, I'd love to see, um, a panelized system for another project. Uh, we did that bone structure home, which, which was actually at the very end, it was a very interesting process. It was totally different than any of us have ever built before. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd like to try some of those, I, but I, yeah, I, I think I would like to get to, building multiple homes at one time in a, in a development situation or kind of the multi-generational family homes where we're just in a process right now of doing a couple of them in a row. And yeah, just, just kind of seeing how we can change maybe some of the products we're using in the homes and, you know, get our, get our guys really accustomed to, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always been someone that goal sets and just kind of, you know, do many goals to get to the next level. And yeah, I mean, development would be something that I would be definitely interested in doing in the next five to 10 years. Um, anywhere. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, as I get towards the end of these episodes, I typically ask kind of two questions. And so the first one is if you, you know, had a magic wand and you could remove any one misconception about better construction, uh, what would it be for you? Ooh, um, I, I, I don't know if it would totally wand and move it away, but I would say that everyone thinks it costs more money and I don't necessarily think it costs more money. I think it just takes better planning and communication of it because I think what happens in a lot of projects, a lot of times is that you get so far into it and then they realize we could have done this or I want to do this. And then we're backtracking, which then ends up costing more money. And I, I think that portion, I would love to kind of just have more of an open mind going into those projects and the clients, you know, maybe, maybe even themselves before they decide they want to go down the route, have a bit more, you know, communication time, just learning a little bit about the project. And I'm not saying they have to go into full depth, but just learn a bit more instead of just saying, you get the comment. I want, like a lot of times people go, I want to go net zero. 
And then they realize once the budgets come in, they're like, oh, I, I don't want to do that. But they've asked for everything that you could potentially do in a energy efficient um, and they don't realize that there's multiple ways to get there. And every contractor tells them something different. So that would be the one thing. It's just huh? trying to get more education towards the owners and misconception that it costs more because I just think the planning is where you save money. Exactly. I completely agree with you. I think like the worst call I ever get in my day-to-day job is a builder calling me and saying, we want to make this house airtight. That's That part's okay. And then I say, okay, great. Well, you know, send me a set of plans. Do you want to talk about the architect? I'm like, oh no, we're halfway through framing. Can you come to site? And, you know, at that point, you're like, okay, well, you know, there's, there's a bunch of things that we could have done earlier to save money and time that now we're going to have to do much more difficult. Um, so I think that the plat's a great comment. It doesn't cost more, it just requires more planning. Um, the last question I always ask is just a personal interest question for me. Uh, I really like books and I collect them. And so I was wondering for you, if someone asked for a book recommendation, personal or professional, uh, which one would it be? Uh, you, you guys are going to hate me for this. Um, got two little kids. I don't really read too much. I, I, I watch a lot of sports as much as I can when I, I'm not. But wow, I would have to go back. It would, it would probably be rookie of the year for me. I used to read that book about motivation. And, uh, I read a lot of books on the rich dad, poor dad series, uh, mm. how to get ahead. And I, 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 I like the theory behind a lot of them. Um, uh, not saying every part's going to work, especially Canada, U S not different, but I, I would just say, I like books that is positive reinforcement. I like books that kind of give people, you know, it, my, I always say to people, you know, you have to work hard for what you want. And I feel like our, our younger generation's a little bit different. And I would say that any book that would give someone kind of a, a lesson on how to essentially work hard to where you're going towards. And that's, that's always been my thing is just you work hard, you'll get results. It might not be right away, but you're always going to get there. Like if, if I, you know, to be honest with you, if I thought I was going to be a major league baseball player and I'm not, but I think we kind of go through those processes in your life and you know, you get knocked down. It's how you get back up. And I know everyone kind of knows that saying, but I think it does mean something. If you can you persevere through stuff, it, it, it shows a lot in your, your personality and your character. And yeah. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense to me. It's a great recommendation. All right. So for everyone watching and listening, I'm going to go ahead and put links down below to Greg's uh, social media and his company accounts. Uh, so you can catch up with Greg and the projects he's working on there. And with that, Greg, thanks for being on the show and have a wonderful rest of your day. Hey, thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Sean. Thanks. Thanks.